everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. I'm Alora Murray. And I'm David Osmond, and we are literally fresh off the set. We, we just came up the elevators from the set, and here we are, right back into the mics. Yep, literally just finished filming our show, and today... David, is a very important day in Osmond history. (laughs) Very special day. It's my son's birthday, Everest Osmond. He is a mountain of a man. He's seven years old. A mountain of a man. I see what you did there. He climbs everything, (laughs) so it works out perfectly. It's funny, yeah, because it's Everest, like the the Disney ride, uh, Expedition Everest. You know I know that. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) I knew you know that. It's a big fan. It's the best Disney ride out there in, in, in Disney World, for sure, absolutely. And he's the best kid. Ever. Oh, he's awesome. I love it. He's such a cool kid. Well, why didn't you bring him in today? Oh, because uh, we don't want to blow up the set. <laughs> we want to actually have a show. And I guess he we don't does have to redo have all the segments. I'm like, what he in the world, David? Why did maybe, maybe why didn't he skip just school? Let him play hooky. You know, that would have been a good gift. What am I doing? I don't know. Okay, next year for sure. Okay, well, Everest. I'm, I'm here's a promise that next year you get to go to work with Dad. Yes. Are you guys down with that? Are you cool with that? Oh, I'm so It'll be a ready. party, I promise you. He's oh, awesome. I have no doubt. And everything you've said about him, and you're his dad, so I know he's going to be he's an amazing kid. He's got more energy than I could ever, ever imagine. More having. energy than me? Is that <laughs> true? We, well, if we bottle up Alora's energy, <laughs> he'll have an ounce of that for sure. So if Everest and I are in the same room, it could be, you know, pretty epic. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's a funny kid. It's awesome just being a dad. I mean, all the cliches are true, and it, it's just going so fast. I mean, just I just I told him, I said, you broke your promise, man. You broke your promise. He said, what, what did I do? Like, you grew up. Like, you promised you wouldn't grow up. And it's just hard to see that, you know, just yeah. that the age advance. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's just, you know, it's just, just a little, little single little crocodile tear, you know. Love it. But it's a, it's a great day of well, celebration. We got a lot for him. He's, we're going to classic skating, all the friends. He's get to go laser tag, so he is set. He's Love it. Well, happy birthday, Everest. We just wanted to say that before we jumped into what our podcast is about today. Um, I actually sit down with um, Tanisha Brown, who is... Um, She's found- a powerhouse. Yeah. Oh, She's she incredible. She is a powerhouse. She is an event planner. She is a life coach, um, and she is an author. She's also the founder of Impact Magazine. Yep. Um, so I sit down with her, chat about her history with starting the magazine, um, her book that she writes. This woman is truly amazing. Cool. Absolutely. And you've talked about a lot of issues that are very current and constantly going on. Uh, the, the motto of the Impact Magazine that Tunisia found is really powerful is to empower black men and women. And the Impact Magazine was founded for that purpose alone. And you talk and dive deep into that. Yeah, we do. Um, the, uh, the motto is empower, encourage, educate, empower, encourage, and educate. Um, that's enough of me talking. Let's listen to Tanisha. What do you say? You take it away. It's really cool. Enjoy everybody. Hello everyone. And welcome to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. I'm Alora Murray, and I am so excited today because we have Tanisha Brown here with us, event producer, life coach, speaker, editor-in-chief, and founder of Impact Magazine. Tanisha, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm truly excited to be here. I am excited that you are here. When you came in, I had so much energy. I'm glad I didn't scare you off, and you're still (laughs) sitting here next to me doing this podcast interview. So, Tanisha, you have done, you are just incredible. Let's start off with 
what Impact Magazine is for those out there who don't know. Yes, Impact Magazine is a place where black men and women come to be empowered, encouraged, and educated on other black men and women who are making an impact in their communities and industries. When you came in, I said those three words, empower, encourage, and educate. Those are such powerful words and your magazine truly is yes so very powerful it's the foundation for the past 15 years of the magazine and that's what keeps us in front in in people's faces because we all don't want to be inundated with negativity all the time so people come to the magazine to be inspired and understand and they understand that representation matters you know yeah and you are true Truly so inspiring. I did, I Google stalked you. I stalked your website. I stalked your LinkedIn. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) How did the magazine begin? Hmm. So uh, 15 years ago, it was crazy. I was in church and um, always dibbled and dabbled into graphic, you know, design. And um, I was asked to do the programs and then the announcements. And then it hit me one day that the church didn't have a newsletter. And so I just created it. And I was so deep with it. It was called the Oracle. Love it. Love it. (laughs) And so then, you know, was putting out the news and people love the graphic designs and the content. And so then, you know, I left the the church um, and while leaving it hit me like, you have this newsletter, everyone loves it, you send it out, what are you going to do with that? And I said, you know what, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But then I started to see um, every week this guy named Darren Morris in my hometown of Trent, New Jersey. He had a newspaper that went out every week called Cream Magazine. And it went out and it showed um, our neighborhood people who graduated whose birthday, who had children, and it was just about the neighborhood. And I saw how every Friday people would run to, like, the beauty salons and everywhere because they wanted to see themselves in a positive light. And so I was just like, wow, look at that. That's great news, you know. And I saw that, and I said, but I don't want to do a newspaper, you know. And then I was just going through at home and I saw Essence magazine and I was like a magazine that would be great that would just light bulb yes that was just like Oprah say an aha moment Uh I was like oh my god you could do a magazine I don't have the faintest clue how to start it but you know (laughs) but you went for it you can do it and so I what I did was and this is why I tell everyone when they're entering anything I don't care what it is is do your research I researched, at the time, Essence and Ebony, and there still are the two biggest black magazines out. I loved Ebony. John Johnson put that out. It was about community, and it was about um, showing who was doing what in the community, but on a national scale. And then Essence, they particularly, um, their demographic is black women. So instead of me just trying to mimic the magazines, I mimicked. The, the founders and oh, the editor. Okay. So John Johnson, you know, he, I, and it's so amazing to me because he moved as a child to Chicago from the South. And from there, he just built Ebony Magazine. 
And then I identified with Susan L. Taylor because she was a single mom. She went to night school. She worked while she was building Essence up. So I identified with both of them because I needed to learn how to be the single mom trying to build this business. And I learned so many things and to keep being positive when things don't work out my way, you know, and that's how it all started. That. That is an amazing story <laughs> for an amazing magazine. And you actually, now it is printed across the nation. Yes. You moved out west to yes. kind of circulate it out here. Talk to me about that. Oh, wow, right? 2018, uh, well, 2017, I began dinners called the Women and Men of Impact Honorary Dinners. And we will host at like the Ritz for seasons. Oh, very fancy. Yeah, very fancy. <laughs> if you know my brand, it's just like everything's fancy over the top, right? Love it. <laughs> Love it. And so 2017, I honored um, Karen Civil, And I invited 50 women to Atlanta um, to honor them. I had Deisha Dyer from the Obama administration, oh, wow. like reality stars, like a whole group of black women together from different arenas of life and I saw how it was and I was like and I saw from that uh, people doing business together people found their publicists it was just like a really good thing and I said I'm on to something so then I thought about it and I said you know what I have I'm, I'm really good friends with Vanessa Simmons I'm like let me go out west and see what I can do here honor some people and that will be my breakthrough for the magazine Oh, I love it. Oh, my gosh. We had um, Tori Hart, Aisha Hines from Fox 911 with Angela Bassett. She um, was our guest of honor. Of course, Vanessa was honored. And I went there and we did it at the Ritz um, at the Staples Center. And it was just amazing. And then the amount of people from L.A. that gravitated to the magazine was amazing. amazing. And so I said, well, why am I keeping this out east, you know? And, you know, the Internet, you're everywhere. Yes. So I said, let me, let me see about how I can go out west and get these things. So I started to, you know, build it out here. But my son was graduating from school. So I took some time in 2019 to get him situated, get him into college. And then 2020, here we yeah. are. And I was like, I, I knew someone here that was, they just kept saying, you need to come here. The magazine is needed here. There's nothing like it. No black magazines here. You need to come and be that uh, representing voice here. And so after, you know, well, during the um, pandemic, I was just like, I was seeing the, how the community here, the black community came together, working with each other, making sure each business strive and thrive. And I just was like, okay, this would be a good place to live right now while I'm back and forth to Uh Atlanta and here while I'm building out Vegas, LA, Portland, like all of those cities. I'll, I'll, I'll just... Stay in Utah. (laughs) We're so happy that you're here. We Uh, love having you here. uh, And the fact that you are spreading that mission to empower and encourage and educate all over the country. Yes. All over. So not only do you have the magazine, but you are a book author. Talk to me about your book, No Designation. Wow. So like doing events, I would find because there are always like I've always had like celebrities or really big influencers involved with Mm the um, events. And um, I'll never forget 2013, I did an event 
in my hometown with um, Ming Lee. She's like this really big influencer, mm-hmm. entrepreneur. And the young la- one of the young ladies came to me. She had like a group of people. And I was okay. like, was it not a good show? <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, like, wait a minute. You're like, I thought I did a really good I job. I thought it was okay. People stood up. They clapped. Da, da, da. <laughs> and so the young lady came and she was like, do you have a minute? And I was like, sure. And she said, I really, really love Ming Lee. Like, I loved her. She said, but I really, really wish you would have told your story. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think people were, like, interested mm-hmm. because my mind was, let me get it out and show other people. And she was like, no, um, I am more driven off of you. You come from Trenton. You come from a place that most people can't get out of. So I really want to hear about your story. She's she's already there. People around the country, we know her story, but we don't know yours. Okay. And so that resonated with me. Um, like, wow, people want to know your story. And yeah. as I kept going and like started to, t- because I'm very private, and I started mm-hmm. to tell like little things about my life. And people are like, really? And you survived that? So that's where it went Um And I was like, okay, it's time for me to tell my story. And then uh, last year, I have an event called the Who's Who Networking Mixer. And I um, honored uh, Pollyanna Reed, who is the senior contributor for Forbes. And um, she does something that I think is really, really great. After anything she does, any events or meetings, and she meets someone, she's like, Let's put 15 minutes on the calendar so we could see how we could work with each other. Oh, nice. Yes. And so we did that. And we're talking. I started asking her about her books because she has a couple of bestsellers. And she, I was like, mm, I'm thinking of writing my story. And she was like, what? You don't have your story out yet? And I was <laughs> like, no. And she said, you need to go ahead. And I said, you know what? I have three chapters written already. She says, send me those three chapters and I'm going to read it and then I'm going to write your foreword. So Pollyanna wrote the foreword. Yes, it was so amazing. It was like you were meant to write this book. Yes, because it talks about um, me going through like different um, adversities and still like, you know, learning through life and building a business, being a single mom, and still having those issues from childhood, Mm -hmm. teenage, and even adult things on your back. And we are making decisions from those traumas. And it's like, it wasn't until my son came to me to say that he forgave me, you know, for the sacrifices we went through in building this business and raising Mm -hmm. a son and moving everywhere (laughs) and it was time you know and and so I needed to tell people this story about healing you know whether it's from childhood because in my childhood um, I thought my stepfather was my biological father and then when I turned 20 my mom, while watching Ricky Lake, uh, my mom told me um, during a commercial, the, the story Ricky Lake was talking about was the children learning who their parents are okay. when they were like five to ten years old. Oh, okay. And when, you know, so when they the commercial came on, my mom looked at me and was like, how would you feel if somebody told you that Lawrence, you know, yeah. wasn't your father? And I was like, what? Like, I said, man, I'll be happy. He didn't do anything <laughs> for us. <laughs> Just keeping it real. Kids always keep it real. I was like, he didn't do anything for us. He didn't 
he was fun. He was yeah. a dad that came around, but yeah. financially he didn't help my mom. Yeah. You know, so I was like, what? I wouldn't care. And so then the commercial came back on. She looked at me and she said, well, William James is your father. He's from Newark, New Jersey. And I was just like, am I being punked? I was looking <laughs> like, for the cameraman. I'm, I'm like, what? And she's like, do you want to meet him? And I met him that day. And that day is when rage came into my life. And I was filled with rage with my mom because I was like, why would you allow this man who didn't take care of us? And we laugh and joke about it because he's been in our lives, all our lives. But I was like, why would you do that? But I came to the understanding when my son said that he forgave me was that my mom came from an era that all your children, she was married, all your children had to have the same last name. Mm -hmm. You had to have the same father. You would be, so it was just like all of those things paid, uh, paved the way and then she said something to me because when I became enraged with her, I left New Jersey. I started okay. to move all around the country. Okay. And then she said something to me. I went back home to visit, and she said, I did what I thought was best. And so when my son came to me to tell me that he forgave me out of the blue, I was home making food, and he came in, and he was like, Mom, you know what? I forgive you. Oh, wow. And I was like, forgive me for what? I'm cooking dinner. You don't want to eat? Like, <laughs> it just came to my okay. And he was like, no. Do you know moving all around and me starting fresh and me starting new at a new school a lot, that did a lot to me. And he said, you know, just started to share the things. And as he was speaking, my mom's voice said, I did what I thought was best, came right oh, into my brain because I did what I thought was best. But the thing that healed me was I did what I thought was best for me. It was not necessarily for my son. Oh, I grew okay. up where, um, you know, if my mom was on hard times, we lived with people. My son didn't know that. He didn't okay. know that life. He only knew my mom had a great job. I worked at Merrill Lynch in an executive's yep. office and had go. a great salary. Mm -hmm. But then when this dream, I saw that it could work, I said, let me sacrifice we could go move here. We can go move there. We could live here with these people. And that. he didn't know that life. I knew that life. Yeah. And my mom, just like, you know, we discussed before I put the book out that she did what she thought was best for her, not necessarily for me as a child. Okay. And she stands firm that even to this day, look, I did, I did it right, you know, but I don't agree with her. Yeah. And I've learned to accept the things I can't change. So I can't change the past. I can't change how she feels. I could just change my perspective on how I deal with it. Thank God that I was able to meet my father and we moved on. And I, he's, he was a great man, you know, and I'm able to see my son grow. And we were able to communicate and talk his things out early. Mm -hmm. So now he's able to be an adult without all of that trauma on his back. Because trauma is the thing that keeps us held down and we make our decisions from that. Like I made the decision to go across country and stay with people when my son was not used yeah. to that life, you know? That is a very powerful message mm -hmm. and so inspiring that you were brave enough to write all this down <laughs> and be like, this is my story. It sounds like I said earlier, you were truly meant mm -hmm. to write this book because as humans, I think we crave connection. Yes. We crave connection. We crave community. And you writing this can help people read this and be like, I connect with you. Mm -hmm. I see this. This resonates with me. This right. means so much that you have written this because I too have been through something 
something similar. Okay. So you writing this is so brave oh, so amazing you. you have a book tour coming up talk yes, to us about yes, that yes yes so the book tour you have to get to know me i'm all <laughs> <laughs> i'm all about themed events and everything so i want it because the book is heavy it's yeah. heavy but it's light you mm-hmm. know because i joke i tell about my stories of meeting celebrities working with like tabitha mm-hmm. brown and 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 oh i love her right so She's amazing. very much i have so many great stories of that but the the things about the trauma and going through all of those things and the learning um curve of building this business i say you know what i want the the tour to be different. I don't want it to be just me sitting in a couch and somebody's interviewing me. I want us to have a good time. I want us to um, relax. And nice. so I created what we call Pino and Pajamas. Oh, I knew it was going to have a <laughs> fancy element. I knew there was going to be a fancy element. Yes, so we're going to get dressed in our great pajamas and come out, celebrate, and we're going to discuss the book, but we're going to have, like, I've partnered with some black spa owners, spa and wellness owners around the country. So fun. Yeah, and so we're going to get there, get some facials and all of that good stuff, and then, you know, just discuss the book after that. I love that. I feel like it's easy to discuss things when you're relaxed Relax. in your PJs. Yes. So before we wrap up, talk to me about the upcoming um, Impact Black Women experience. Wow. So that is great. Impact Black Women um, started when I read in the Salt Lake Tribune about um, women's equality here in Utah being like, low and so as reading um the the article they didn't state anything about women of color especially black women and so I said you know how would you feel growing up in a space where you weren't even considered and so I said you know what I've been considering women for 15 years why not start something here that's specific for this region and that's where Impact Black Women came, um, came from. And I had Tabitha Brown and David Banner, who's a rapper, philanthropist. He came through because we have a great relationship. And I wanted to show that dynamic of a black man coming to support black women because that's what I know. And so that's how it started. And then it was a great experience, three days at the Grand America. And we're, everyone's like, when are you going to do it again? So I'm coming again in August for the summer experience, and we're going to be talking about relationships, um, the power in your image with fashion. So we're going to have a nice little fashion showcase. So just, you know, leveling up from the last one. Okay. Tanisha, you are an event planner extraordinaire. (laughs) We have loved talking to you today, and we always end our podcast with what we call the Fresh Five. Okay. I I ask you five really easy (laughs) questions. Um, I mean, I think they're easy, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. You could be like, why are you asking me that? <laughs> so, number one, what is your favorite movie or TV show? Oh, wow. My favorite movie is Imitation of Life. Okay. Um, and my favorite TV show? Oh, my God. I don't watch a lot of TV, but what is my favorite? Oh, right. Uh, the first thing came into my mind is Snowfall. There you go. All right. See, they are easy questions. Okay, two. Who was your celebrity crush? Oh, Lord. You're trying to give me a <laughs> I had to ask it. I had to. I know you've met so many celebrities. Oh, I got to know. My favorite crush is my 
my friend David Banner because he is an amazing, amazing man um, who's intricate. He's very private and he is serious about loving on black people. So mm-hmm. I would say him. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> if you were stranded on an island, what is one book or album you have to have? Hmm, my album, Mary J. Blige, My Life. There you go. And a book also, yeah. um, Sister Soldier. Um, oh, my God. What is her um, coldest winter ever? Okay. See, you're answering these really <laughs> easy. I know you were nervous, but we're good. So, and I, this next question, I feel like you can do everything. So, I'm, what is one hobby you've always wanted to try? A hobby that I always wanted to try. <sighs> a hobby I always wanted to try. I know, because you do everything. No. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. I'm like, uh, if I like it, I'm going to try. So See, it's like, I'm I feel like, like that's an answer. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's just, if something comes into my mind, I believe I can do it, I'm going to try it. See, <laughs> we all need to be a little more like Tanisha. No. I feel like if we were all a bit like you, we would all be better off. Oh. <laughs> and then the last thing, what is your favorite? Mm. Oh, my favorite quote is, to thine own self be true. I think that is a perfect way to wrap up our interview. Tanisha, it has Aww. been so amazing. Thank you. Sitting down, talking with you about your story and all the good that you are doing. We've, I appreciate you. We've loved, love having you. Thank you everyone for listening. Mm-hmm. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you next time. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.